Hey, hey, everybody, what is up? Ashley Mayfield here. We're going to have a conversation about emotional intelligence. You know, I had the opportunity uh, to speak on a panel when I was in Jamaica for my company. And I just said, every time I get the microphone, we're going to start talking about emotional intelligence because this is just one of those keys to success that has unlocked me being a better human. By no means am I perfect at it. By no means am I like mastery level. However, I'm like four years deep, five years deep since 2018. I'm five years deep into delving into emotional intelligence, raising that level, self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, all that jazz. So we're going to have a conversation. So as you're hopping on, make sure you say hello. If you watch in the replay, hashtag HaySack A. Let me know how you guys are doing. Um, I just think this is such an important conversation. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Jerry Lynn. Jessica, I'm so excited to hear from you tonight, my friend. So proud of you. You guys say hello to Jessica. She joined us and in her first month paid off an entire credit card. How crazy is that? So I know many of you follow me uh, because uh, we're in an online business. Maybe we're in the business together. Maybe you're in a different business. It doesn't matter. But I think that this is such an important conversation, even if you're not in an online business. Like you're still going to get value because emotional intelligence is all about self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, social management. And these are key skills, skills, skills. Everyone drop the word skills below, okay? This is like a muscle. If you exercise it, it's going to grow. If you continue to work on it, you're going to get better. Like I said, I am five years deep from when I first cracked my first emotional intelligence book open and started diving into what does this even mean? And as an emotional being, if you're emotional, drop a one below. If you are married to someone that's emotional, or maybe you lead people that are emotional, or maybe you have a child that's emotional, drop a one below, okay? We all know people who are a little bit more emotionally intelligent than like logical or information or data-driven, right? And so really being able to understand how does emotional intelligence impact me? And when it comes to my goals, my dreams, my desires, my, my, the things that I'm chasing in life, the pursuit of greatness, how do these two things have a crossroad? And so I actually did, um, broke this stuff down in a training I did for my team last week. And I had so much positive feedback from it, takeaways, insight. Um, people being vulnerable, opening up and sharing. And so I just kind of want to give you some tips. I'm not going to go into all the things. Uh, it's kind of like in two parts. I might do the second part another time. In fact, if you find value and you want me to do the second part, you can let me know, okay? Uh, and as always, if you do find value, share this with someone, tag someone who can benefit from this information. I think when it comes to anything that is in front of us that we are trying to pursue, maybe it's a positive marriage, maybe it's being a good parent. Maybe it is a career. Again, I'm going to speak more career-based, more online business-based because that's what I do. We bring in the stress of our day and we show up to that thing with the stress of our day. And when we do that, it's so easy to get frustrated. How many of you, you're trying to change your life. You started and joined an online business and you fought with traffic. You fought with your boss. Your kids, you know, spilt jelly on your white shirt. The dog is throwing up. And now you're showing up to this online business and you are completely like mentally kaput. You just don't have the bandwidth emotionally to be able to show up and to actually show up at a level and posture yourself in a level of excellence in a level where like you care about what it is you're doing. No, more often than not, if you're waiting to the last minute of your day 
to show up to your online business or that space and you're carrying in the baggage of everything that happened throughout the day, you're probably going to show up a little pissed off. You ever showed up to your business a little pissed off? You ever showed up to your business, you're in it, you know, fighting with your spouse and now someone wants to talk to you about your product and you're rushing through a conversation. You're pushing people in a way they don't need to be pushed. Like drop a two below about speaking your language right now, okay? I know there's been seasons in my life I've done that. And so what I have found in an online business is someone, I've been a part of my company for seven and a half years, unrecruitable, don't slide in my DMs, you will embarrass yourself. Um, Unrecruitable, okay, unemployable, let's just get that straight. Um, But as someone who's been in for seven and a half years and climbed to the top of my company prior to three years, not having any experience, what I found is to, to weather your storms in this industry, it's not about who's the best. It's about who can last the longest. And I want you to drop below, I want to last the longest. If that is what you want, I want to last the longest. Because you see, I have seen the best of people. I have seen people who are top producers, people who are top 10. I have seen people who are top enrollers, recruiters. I have seen top leaders. I have seen people not develop their emotional intelligence and they take themselves out of the race. They take themselves out. And I'm not saying that your company is the bee's knees and there's no other company out there. Listen, could I go someplace and make more money even outside of the industry? I probably could. But guess what? I love what I do and I'm here. So it's more, there's more purpose than just money, although the money is good, right? So it's so important that we develop longevity. We develop stamina. And how do we develop that stamina? It's by raising our emotional intelligence. It's by having honest conversations. And if you know anything about me, my number one value is honesty. In fact, that's our number one value in our team as well. We're going to have honest conversations if you partner with us because there's nothing worse than trying. Have you guys ever been under a leader or a boss where you were like, serious about moving your life forward and you wanted to be the best version of yourself, but they just wouldn't be honest with you about the changes that you need to make. They would, and I'm not saying that always feels good, okay? I'm not saying it feels good to have that feedback, but they weren't honest with you. They didn't give you like important feedback on what you needed to go to the next level. You were like, you just had to try to play the game and it got so frustrating because I'm the type of person, like if I'm going this is left. If I'm going left and I need to be going right, you guys are opposite, right? So if I'm going your left and I need to be going your right and you don't tell me, to me, that is disrespectful. It means you don't care enough about me. And so a lot of times we show up to the idea of our life being better. Many of you are showing up to your dreams, your goals, the things you want to achieve, and you have determined it is an external thing. You have determined that because we say this thing in online businesses, which is crap. And I want you to acknowledge that it is crap the next time you hear. And I don't care if your corporate says it. It takes one person to change your business. One recruit can change your business. Now we're putting all this magic externally, right? Um, You know, uh, I always say you got to find your runner. You got to find. No, leaders are developed. Okay, leaders are developed. And you are your first runner. If you want your business to succeed, you have to look in the mirror. And part of that honest conversation is, do you have the stamina on the inside? Can you weather the storms that are in front of you? Do you have the emotional bandwidth and capacity to walk yourself off of a ledge? 
how is your how is your your mindset? How is your self talk? Is it positive? Is it self deprecating? Do you tear yourself apart every time you make mistakes? Are you aware of your blind side? Are you aware of your shortcomings? All of this has to do with emotional intelligence. Because if you don't have control of your emotions, if you can't identify them, if you can't manage them, my friend, you are going to make the worst decisions in your life. You're going to throw opportunity away. You're going to bulldoze over people. You're going to be so self-focused. You're going to start having scarcity mindset. You're going to start blaming everybody else. Well, it's my boss's fault that I don't have opportunity. No, maybe you suck at your job, right? And so we've got to have honest conversations. And listen, this isn't a pretty conversation. People don't like these types of conversations because everybody wants to think they're not the problem. But we all know the queen, Tay-Tay Swift, said it best. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Okay, go ahead and drop. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me below. All right. And so when you learn that through emotional intelligence, through raising your emotional intelligence, that you can teach yourself how to weather, how to endure, how to have stamina. Listen, this is going to be a good conversation. Share this with someone. Okay. Hey, Rachel, how the heck are you? Hey, Susie. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, Bree. Okay. Hey, Tasha. When you understand that a lot of your success is about weathering storms and developing the stamina on the inside, that is when you will see radically different results. It is not out there. It's not your enroller. It's not your boss. It's not your mama making fun of you. It's you have to learn how to internally keep yourself going. Now, side note, I think that in our industry, we push people to promote way too fast. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start ruffling some feathers by saying this. I'm gonna start making some leaders uncomfortable. Okay. We push people to promote way too fast because we assume that the money is just going to fix their problems. The problem is money can fix your problems, but if you don't have the right bandwidth emotionally, mentally to manage the money, to sustain the money, It does more damage for people to attain something and lose it. It gets them in a funk. Have you ever been in a funk? Drop a three over your rank. Have you ever been in a funk over your income? Have you led someone that was in a funk? Drop a three, okay? And so a lot of times we're not teaching people how to increase their income. We're pushing underdeveloped people. This is not a fun conversation that no one... My corporate might be listening. Let's go. No. Okay. We're going to call a spade. We're pushing underdeveloped people to promote to a level they've never been. And then they don't know how to maintain it on their own. And then they start thinking something's wrong with them. When in reality, it has to be tandem. Are you ever going to be ready to handle a $10,000 a month paycheck? Probably not. Because if you've never had that, your booty hole kind of goes in your throat a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you kind of pucker up a little bit. Okay. So you're never going to be ready. However, there is wisdom when it comes to building an online business. We know that residual-based businesses are the best because no matter where else you go, my friends, you're going to be tapped with what? Energy and time. You will be tapped with energy and time, whether you're in a career, whether you're doing influencer marketing, anything else other. Residual-based income, you can literally scale and it is untapped because You just have to get better at leading and part of leadership is emotional intelligence. So what I would say is the first thing that I want to challenge you, especially if you are, and again, this doesn't have to pertain to a home-based business. Maybe you work from home or uh, maybe you just need these tips for transition. Anyways, 
It's so important that you have a transition prior to you stepping into your business if you have a lot happening in your world. And let me break that down. Have any of you ever had a parent that like you weren't allowed to talk to them? I'm talking like, look, y'all, I'm about to be 39 next month, okay? Like, I know I'm a spring chicken. Your girls will smack on that, but I'm I'm an old geezer too, okay? I'm just kidding, I'm not. But y'all get what I'm saying. So like 30 years ago, 25 years ago, when I was left home alone, anybody else drop a four? You just like left home alone. Don't answer the door for the cops, like threatened, okay? Um, I had a parent that when they came home, we weren't allowed to talk to them because they needed to decompress. They needed to be able to take a moment to walk in the house and breathe. And we always knew the the mood or the mindset based on how hard she slammed the car door, based on how, like anybody else grow up in a household like that, where you had to like walk on eggshells based on the parent's mood, okay? It maybe some of you are doing that to your kid. This is a note, like get your crap together, okay? But like, um, it just, it just how I grew up. I grew up with a parent like that. And so I think like, hindsight now that I'm a mom, I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. Like you kind of have to decompress when you're changing hats, right? Sometimes it's not easy. It's not simple to go from wife hat to mom hat to business hat to career hat to hobby hat to chauffeur hat to, to you know, uh, um, cook hat, cleaner hat. Like like as women, if you wear a lot of hats, you just drop an amen below, okay? And so, um, you know, make sure that you have a transitional period before you pick up your phone. And I'm going to specifically speak to online businesses because, again, I think more often than not, we try to believe that we can multitask. And I'm one of those people that, like, I can handle a lot at the same time. But it's so important that we have focused work. And raising our level of emotional intelligence is going to allow us to acknowledge, hey, just because I can do five things at once, does not result in effectiveness. And it is all about effectiveness. And so when you go to show up in your business, I want to challenge you to take like a five-minute pause. Take a three-minute pause. Say a prayer over your business. Tell yourself, like say some affirming things. I'm not trying to be woo-woo, but like some of y'all don't do this. And you pick up the phone. Oh my gosh, this is how old I am. This is a phone. Okay, you pick up the phone. Okay, wow. We're gonna take a deep breath for that one. That was funny. So you pick up, how would I do that in like Gen Z? How do they, you pick up your phone, you pick up your phone and you go to type. And now you don't realize that you take your frustration from your kids, from your job, from your spouse. This is also why it's really bad to leave your business for the last thing of the day, because you show up with all of your frustration, you get three no's and you're looking to validate the reason that this isn't going to be affected. You're like, oh, I knew this wasn't going to work. I That's it. I'll pick this up tomorrow. How many of you have ever said that? Drop a five below. And so what you don't realize is every day you're just starting over. You have not learned the emotional intelligence needed to be able to weather storms, to be able to push through frustration. So if you don't just pause for like five minutes prior to getting into your business, if you would give yourself set a timer for three minutes, we're talking 180 seconds, you guys. I'm not asking for like, you know what I'm saying? But you will find that when you show up with a fresh mindset, with a clean slate, just letting, you know, I don't care if you need to like go scream in your pillow for three minutes. Like it doesn't matter. But when you show up, you're going you're gonna to be less impatient and you're going to stop skipping steps. How many of you, you know, you show up to your business 
And you start talking to somebody and it's the first person, the first potential customer you've had in a week because you haven't been consistent because you don't have emotional stamina. And now you're like, hey, you know you need it. I know you need it. Is it a Visa or MasterCard? And you're rushing through your process instead of following the system. And hopefully if you are in an online business and under someone who knows what they're doing, they're teaching you an effective system on how to talk to people, right? That's a system. And so, um, you know, it's so important that you don't show up frustrated because you become impatient, you skip steps, and you actually burn bridges with potentials. Because if they don't like the way you made them feel, they ain't never going to buy your product, at least not from you, right? So I also think that, again, your frustration when you show up can allow you to start validating and looking for proof for the negativity. If you already have a disbelief, if you already have a bend towards this is never going to work for me, I don't have what it takes, I'm not good enough, and you show up to your business with all the frustration from the day, and again, you talk to two people and two people in a row ghost you, three people tell you no, one person tells you you're in a scam, well, immediately you're activating that button. You're just dancing on that negative button. And your brain is going to look for the proof that you're not going to be successful, right? And so this is why it's so important prior to you showing up to your business or whatever the goal is that you're fighting for, that you're like priming your body for success, that you're, t- you're speaking positivity, you're praying over what- whatever, however you need to do that. Um, but it's crazy if you take your exhaustion out on your day into your business Um, you're not going to show up with the enthusiasm and the belief. And whether you believe it or not, an online business is sales. It is marketing. You can say, oh, I'm just a hope dealer. And you can say all these cute little things that, you know, people at your corporate office like to say. Let me tell you what, if you're in an online business, you freaking do sale, okay? Like the sooner you can just accept that, the better you can be. Now, it doesn't mean you're this icky, sticky car salesman. If you guys, do you guys go to a mall where they're trying to like put lotion on your body? Like a little kiosk? Hi, Emma. How the heck are you, you sexy beast? Anybody like have that um, kiosk? They're trying to like rub lotion on you. And I'm like, listen, sir, I don't know who your hand's been. I don't know where that lotion's been. I'm not getting herpes of light. I will like darn near make out with the wall mall just to avoid these people. And like, you're not touching me with your hand. Okay. And so I think that, um, you know, a lot of times when we show up exhausted at the end of our day, we don't show up with belief. So my point in all that was saying, like, we do sales. We need to get it. We're not trying to be like gross, icky, sticky car salespeople. But we need to understand that, like, part of our marketing is selling. Part of our communication is selling. And sales doesn't just stop with customers and new recruits. You're selling. I sell my team every day on why they need to show up for this. I sell my leaders on why they need to lead. I'm selling you guys right now on why you need to raise your emotional intelligence. Do you guys feel offended? I mean, you you might don't answer that question. But like you at least find value in it, right? Because I'm not like sitting here trying to, you know, shove something down your throat. You either like it or not. If this doesn't resonate with you, then why are you still watching, right? And so when we realize that we do sales, we have to show up with a level of belief and a level of enthusiasm. Imagine... If you're not married and the person that you're dating, every time you guys go out on a date every night, okay, and every night this person is grumpy, is frustrated, is taking their day out on you, 
they're irritable, they're complaining. Like, do you think that that is going to be a fun experience or do you think that is going to be like, I don't know if I really like this person anymore. Like, I get one or two bad days. I get needing to then. I'm here for you, babe. I love you. But like, third day deep, you're going to be like, this is emotionally exhausting, right? And so your network feels that way. So when you don't raise your level of emotional intelligence, when you don't have self-awareness, when you lack that, and you show up trying to talk to people, and you're frustrated, and you are anxious, and you're discouraged because of all this crap that has happened in your day, and you have not reset, hey, Abby, you have not reset, then your potentials, your network, the people you're marketing to and trying to sell, they're going to sense your disbelief. They're going to sense your lack of enthusiasm, right? And so that's not going to help you sell. Like, it's not going to help you at all, okay? And so it's so important that you need to have this transitional period going into your business where you just take a deep breath and you just get center again. And you just, again, pray over your business and you ask God to bring you the people you need and then you dive in. So what are some things that you can do for your emotional intelligence? I just have a couple things that I think could help you. I think the first one is you have to take ownership and responsibility for your emotions. More often than not, we sit back and we blame our emotions on everybody else. You made me feel this way. They made me feel this way. They said this. Well, if someone walks in a grocery store, and and I love this example. If someone walks up to me in a grocery store and is like, hey, I hate your yellow hair, and they start going off on me about this yellow hair, I'm going to think they're crazy. Why? Because I know I don't have yellow hair, right? If they're like, hey, your third eye is offensive. I don't have a third eye, okay? And so when you know yourself, you're going to know your triggers. You're going to be able to take ownership, but some of you have a blind spot emotionally. You don't understand that, yes, something might have happened to you, but you are responsible for how, what you feel and how you respond. Based on that, you're responsible for whether you react or respond. You're responsible for whether you're irrational or you isolate, take time and compose yourself, right? And so it's so important that we take ownership of our emotions in that, okay, you didn't make me feel that way. You said something and I allowed myself to feel that way. And this has a higher level conversation that some lower level people are not ready for. And I respect that because that was me at a certain point. I wasn't ready to hear this kind of stuff. I was like, no, it's because it's easier for me to blame them. It's easier for me to say, I'm fine. I'm perfect. I've got my crap together and they're the problem. But in reality, when I realized and I flipped that and realized, wait a second, I'm in control of my emotions. And if I take ownership of that, that means that no one else can have control over me. How many of you crave control? How many of you crave autonomy? Drop a me below, okay? And so um, it's so important that you are responsible for your emotions because you are. You're responsible when you yell at your kids because they messed something up. They colored on the wall and you flip your lid. You're responsible for that reaction. I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm not saying that you didn't deserve to get pissed off, but you're responsible for that. When someone cuts you off in traffic and then you like tailgate them and you're blowing your horn and you're flicking your finger, like you're giving them the bird, you're responsible for that. I'm not saying that they didn't scare you because isn't that fear? Fear rises up. They pissed you off because they could have hurt you. They could have hurt your kids in the backseat. But now you're responding irrationally. When 
someone asks you question after question after question, and they say that they're going to buy from you on Friday, and then you follow up with them on Friday, and they block you. How many of you have ever had that? Someone promised they were going to, and then you send them the website, and then they block you. And now you pop off and you start making this long post on Facebook about how shady people are, about how you hate people. You're responsible for that reaction. That is your responsibility. And nine times out of 10, if you don't know how to manage those emotions um, because you haven't identified them, right? You can't really manage unless you can assess and you're aware. Um, it's only going to make things worse for you. Have you all ever known one person that airs their dirty laundry online. And you're like, how does this person not see that they're the problem? How do they not see that they're five baby daddies deep? How do they not see they're on their 15th career in a year? How do they not see like anybody out there? Because I know I'm pretty sure we all have that one person, okay? And the thing is, we don't want to be that one person, right? Because clearly they're not like trying to win in their life, okay? So you have to take um, like ownership of your emotions. You have to take responsibility. You have to know your triggers. And in order for you to do this, this means you have to watch yourself. You have to like document what makes you respond. Why do you feel the way you feel? I had to go through something yesterday, literally isolated myself. And I just kept crying and crying. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? Why am I crying? Why? And I had to ask myself these questions. Why does this bother me? as much as it does. It's so important that we take inventory and that we we do that deep inner work, right? And we, God, reveal to me like why I'm experiencing this. What is the lesson in this? What is, we have to ask questions if we want to raise our emotional intelligence. And I think that we have to like stop and we have to think. And so many people use action. And listen, let me talk to all my high achieving women for a second because this is me. Being a high achiever, I'm telling you, it is a good thing, but it is a form of trauma, okay? We were never seen. We were never heard. We were probably never one when we were little. And so we were never first picked. And so now our work ethic is like, okay, I know how to perform. Anybody else like this? Okay, drop a drop a, I don't know, flame emoji below, okay? So I know how to perform. And I love that Will Smith says this. You could be faster than me. You could be prettier than me. You could be better than me. You could be smarter than me, but I will die before I get off the treadmill. I will literally die. Okay. Like I will just to spite you, I will do that. And so I think a lot of times when we're like that, when we embody that, we get, we feed the beast by taking action. So riddle me this. We do a disservice to our emotional intelligence when we should be pausing. I'm talking about like, a day, an hour, take a moment, right? Instead of pausing to comprehend what triggered us and why we feel the way we do, we stuff our emotions down with more action. How many of you guys have ever done this? I know I have. We stuff our emotions down with more action because winning feels good. And the problem is, is we can push through the pain, we can push through the suck, we can push through the dip, because winning feels good, but what we don't understand is at the end of the victory line, we're still the same jacked up person. And then how many wins are going to go where now we have found external validation in a finish line, a finish line defies our worth, instead of just like healing ourselves on the inside, allowing God to do a good work for us on the inside of us, right? So more often than not, my friends, if you want to raise your emotional intelligence, you just need to stop. You need to pause and think. 
And a lot of times it's going to happen after the fact. You'll be like, ooh, hindsight, probably shouldn't have flipped my lid at my kids. I get they drew on the wall that they're like free. And I, I shouldn't have left the crayons out. And the only reason I got as mad as I did is because I was having a bad day at work. Ooh, I probably shouldn't do that again, right? We have those hindsight moments. Well, the more that you stop and think, it's going to go from hindsight moments to in the moment reality. And then once you get in the moment and you're like, okay, I have a decision to make. I normally flip out or I can do a different course and get a different reaction. And then the more you get better at that, you're going to start like seeing the red flags down the road. Oh, oh, I shouldn't leave these crayons out because what if my daughter, who's a little rascal, takes it and colors on the wall and I'm not looking right. You'll start seeing the flag in the head. So you have to train yourself how to go from hindsight to reality of the moment to preventative work. And that's not going to happen if you don't stop and think. I also think another simple way that you can raise your emotional intelligence is start communicating better. You know, I think more often than not, a sign of immaturity is someone who doesn't have the emotional bandwidth to say, I'm having a tough day. I need a minute. I'm having a tough day. I need space. I'm walking through something and I don't know why. Hey, I'm emotionally heightened and I'm not sure what happened. I don't know what caused this, but I just need you to be aware. And this is something that me and my husband have gotten really good at, even in the last year, where he'll send me a text or I'll send him a text like, hey, today's not the day. I don't know what happened, but I'm I'm on eggshells. And, and he'll say the same thing. Don't know what triggered me, but I'm heightened. I'm worked up right now. And what that does when we communicate with our loved ones, with our leaders, with our team, with our kids, you guys, I have these conversations with my children, with my 14 and 10-year-old, hey, mom's on it today. Don't know what happened, but I need you to know I'm heightened today. So like I might pop off. I don't mean to, but like I don't want you to walk on eggshells. And I'm telling that it's not your responsibility to walk on eggshells, but I'm at least warning you. I'm doing better than my mom did. Okay. You at least get a courtesy warning because it's the self-awareness that I have. It's the self-awareness my husband's developing. We're starting to see those red flags. We're starting to say, "Uh uh-oh, you don't have those moments. Like I can't be the only one. Don't don't leave me nudie tootie out here hanging with my booty in the wind. Like anybody else have those like, up? Oh, it's bubbling. It's starting to bubble, right? And so if you can't com- improve communication on this, then people, when you just dip, when you just turn your phone off, when you just don't talk to people, when you just leave your spouse excluded, they're going to think that they're the problem or they're going to think you don't care. And so when you don't proactively communicate what you're walking through emotionally with people, there leaves room for perception. And when people perceive, they, they will create their own story. They will come to their own conclusion. And you can't tell me they won't because you have done it. How many of you didn't really know what was going on with someone behind the scenes? And you had a completely different story you convinced yourself of until you found out and you were like, oh, I had no idea your dog died. I'm so sorry. I thought you hated me. I thought we were breaking up his work, buddy. Like you convince yourself of this completely irrational story, right? And so is it easy to communicate? No, it's not freaking easy to communicate. If, if it was easy, if emotional fault was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's, it causes vulnerability. It causes you to have, be honest with yourself. It requires you to just pour your heart out. And that's not easy, right? But improved conversation. Stop avoiding the difficult conversation. Stop avoiding letting the people that you're leading or the people that are leading you, stop leaving them in the dark. You're doing yourself a disservice. And saying this whole, I've got it, 
I'm good. I don't need help. That is the lowest form of emotional intelligence possible. That is the lowest form thinking that you just, oh, I'm going to work through it myself. No, you're. that's why you're on a hamster wheel. That's why you're on a destructive hamster wheel. That's why your life isn't changing. That's why you're not bettering because you have deceived yourself thinking you don't need any outside help because help is bad. Help is a sign of weakness. That is the weakest form of emotional intelligence. Everybody needs help. I believe everybody should have a counselor. I don't care if you're walking through a valley or not. You need a space where you can be raw, real. You can bounce ideas in a safe environment with someone who's professionally trained, right? And so, um, yeah, you know, I also think like assumption. I said this the other day to my team. Assumption kills leadership. As leaders, we have to stop assuming things. We have to start asking more questions. And if you notice, like the really underlying theme in all of emotional intelligence is ask more questions. Why do I feel this way? Why is this triggering me? How do I prevent this from happening again? You know, what do I need to do to protect myself to not put myself in the situation? Or I wonder what's going on on the inside of them. Could it be something that I don't know? Could there be something happening behind the scenes? How can I offer help and support to someone? It's all about questions, right? Jesus asked so many questions in the Bible. And then I think, the last thing uh, is, I think it's really important that, this is two-sided, that number one, it's so important that we're assertive and clear with our needs. And there is a difference between, there's a difference between showing up and really believe in someone and crossing a boundary. And I have been in a position where I have had people that I have led that were not clear. And so I continued to pursue or I continued to ask questions. And then I've had people that were very clear and set a boundary that said, like, I need space. I need this. And that I that is rude if I cross that. Right. And so we have to understand the difference between the two. And I think so many people don't comprehend the difference between needing help and setting a boundary, even within our own life. Like, if you don't like something, you have to, you can't be passive about boundaries. You have to say, I need space. Don't talk to me. I need you. Like, you, we have to communicate these things. And um, so it's important. It's important that the people you lead know. It's important that your leader know. It's important that your spouse and your kids have clear community or clear communication, excuse me. And so that they understand, like, that you're walking through something that where there's not that assumption there. And then last, I think it's so important in emotional intelligence when we learn that it's like we have to learn a level it's not about us. There is a level where when someone else is walking through something, and again, I think this goes more to like social management and social awareness, when someone's walking through something and they don't want to fill you in, it would be immature for you to make it about you. It would be immature for you to think that you're fighting with someone and they write a status online and you're like, I know a status was about me. We've all done that at some point, right? But that's like the lowest form, again, of emotional intelligence and immaturity is thinking that people are out to get you. And the reality is, let's say that status was about you. It says more about the person for posting a subliminal thing than it does about you. Because maturity would be that person having an adult conversation with you or just agreeing to disagree, right? And so I think it's so important that you don't put yourself in a position where um, you think everything is about you and now you have this victim mindset. Well, they're saying that because, you know, they think that they're, they're intimidated by me. And I, I hate that. You're not intimidating. They're intimidated. That is, that is such low functioning 
it drives me crazy. Okay. There are some things that drive me crazy that we have made a trend. And um, I think to assume that everyone's intimidated by you, like that's not that, that you are the common denominator. That's not healthy. People shouldn't be going around constantly intimidated by you, right? That's like, that means you're not approachable. That means that you lack self-awareness, right? And so, I, but I think there's some moments where, you know, it's just now to, not about us and we've got to leave room for people are walking through their own journey, social awareness, social management. And um, I think at the end of the day, everyone's doing the best they can. So those are some of my tips on emotional intelligence. I hope you found value. If you did, tag someone, share it with someone. Uh, I absolutely love talking about this stuff. It is, like I said, it's just really changed my life. There's so many resources out there that you can educate yourself on how to have self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, social management, and um, you can really become the best version of you. And I'm convinced when you work on the inside, sister friend, and everything on the outside just gets better. I love you guys. Happy Tuesday. Bye,